0: Aaya yo ni jokan, o kaka o unle nyon kankan. A le olu unle jè tò ná ni yolola, salubata ni yoloto, tò. Ba ba gbira bejou, ba ni finishe. Ashura Mo Teboro. Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the Yoruba Proverbs Podcast. I'm your host, Bidemio Logunde. Eka Bossi, Abala Ikeji Din Logbon, Ito Owe Yoruba. ni Bidemio Logunde. So on this episode, I'll be analyzing five Yoruba proverbs that describe concepts such as self-awareness, self-recognition, self-aggrandizement, and excessive behavior. So according to Yoruba tradition, a young person quoting proverbs in the presence of adults must do so humbly and respectfully. Therefore, in line with tradition, I humbly crave the indulgence of my parents and elders before going ahead with this episode. Thank you for your time. Let's get to it. So, the first proverb I have here says, "Ashuramu teboro," and this translates to, "A person who is mindful of his or her image is not easily disgraced." Ashuramu kuteboro. A person who is mindful of his or her image is not easily disgraced so this proverb talks about self-awareness um, self-recognition um, being able to know one's limits so that we would always avoid disgraceful situations embarrassing situations and so on so think about cases where you've actually had to hold your tongue or keep back from speaking something that would eventually lead to embarrassment or disgrace and so on. And this could be applicable to any situation, maybe at work, within the family, um, among your group of friends and so on. So that ability to know that a situation warrants speaking up or not speaking up, or knowing that a situation warrants um, just keeping ourselves in check, would go a long way both in the short term and in the long term to avoid um, embarrassing situations. So this is one of those proverbs that basically encourages us to to be self-aware at all times so that we avoid disgraceful situations. (inaudible) Ashuramu koteboro. A person who is mindful of his or her image is not easily disgraced. So the second proverb I have here says, (inaudible) Ate ka ni yolola. Salubata lagbeju or one So the translation of this one says spreading a mat without rolling it back up is the mark of the wealthy. Sandals are the mark of the illustrious. If one sings one's praise too loudly, one is likely to be made king. So I'll say it again. Ateka Ni Yolola Salubata Ni Yoloto or one finishe. Spreading the mat without rolling it back up is the mark of the wealthy. Sandals are the mark of the illustrious. If one sings one's praise too loudly, one is liable to be made king. So this is a proverb that has it's a three part proverb similar to most Yoruba proverbs, so it's basically comparing three things to make a point so spreading the mat without really back up in in traditional Yoruba settings if you spread the mat and you maybe you have guests and you entertain your guests by spreading the mat and people sit on the floor the the youngest person in the family would roll the mat back up or the least Um, How do I say this? The least recognized person will be the person to roll the mat back up. So in that sense, a wealthy person doesn't ever get to roll the mat up, even in his own house. So that's the mark of being wealthy. You have people doing that for you, basically. So it's similar to having butlers and chefs cooking for you in the present day. So the second part says, sandals are the mark of the illustrious. So traditional Yoruba settings, um, they, they were footwear, but they were made of, um, I guess, basic materials, maybe palm front and so on. But sandals, actual sandals made of durable material shows that someone is wealthy. And then the third part of this proverb says, if you sing your praise too loudly, you are likely to be made king. So in that case, um, someone who who is not exactly arrogant, not exactly boastful, but someone who just lets other people know they do these things that makes them valuable, that person is most likely to be made king than someone who people don't know about. So the first two parts of the proverb talks about material things, Um, the, the things that show how you can be described in society as wealthy, um illustrious and so on but then the third part talks about something immaterial basically saying if you toot your own horn well enough people would pay attention to you and put you in a position of authority a position of power and so on and so forth so this one basically talks about people would take you as you present yourself if you present yourself as someone who doesn't roll up the mat regardless of the scenario people would actually think you are wealthy especially if you're not but that's because you're presenting yourself that way if you go around wearing sandals even if it's borrowed or if it's maybe stolen people would think you are someone who can afford to wear good quality sandals in the same vein if you toot your own horn and you actually go around describing your own qualities and characteristics to people around you then they would most likely be willing or recommend you to occupy a position of authority a position of responsibility and so on so all of this is translatable to the present day and in in the office we see how people who are outspoken people who say or people who make sure other people know their skills tend to get put in certain projects or lead certain teams and so on and so forth on the other hand introverts like myself who just rely on our resumes to do the talking we end up missing out on opportunities that would otherwise have been assigned to us simply because the people around us don't necessarily know what we are capable of and so on so it's a timely um proverb because regardless of where we are even if we're not in like an office setting our family members people around us should be able to know what we can do what we are able to do so that way we we get assigned leadership leadership positions so the third proverb i have here says someone who enters a town and maintains his or her reputation does so because they know their place Someone who enters a town and maintains his or her reputation does so because they know their place. So this is um, another proverb that's basically preaching self-awareness, um, being able to know our own place regardless of the situation, regardless of the time and so on. Because if we, we get somewhere and by the time we're leaving that place, people are having negative comments about us, that's that's not a good sign. But if we go somewhere and we leave, maybe it's a friend's house, or if it's like an organization, you work for them for about two, three, four years, and by the time you're leaving, most people have good things to say about you, then you've done a good job. So it's something that's always timely to remind us that regardless of the situation, regardless of any position we find ourselves, we should always do the best we can with the resources we have, with the time we have, and so on. Because anything that would bring disgrace after we've left somewhere, especially when we won't be there to defend ourselves, that is not something nice to experience. So anything we find ourselves doing, any position we find ourselves occupying, it's always going to be temporary. Whether you're a parent or a son, daughter, brother, sister... Colleague, manager, anywhere we find ourselves, it's always a temporary position. We should make sure we do the best we can with anything we have, basically. So the fourth proverb I have here says, "Awurebe ni yeno awurebe." So the translation says, "Awurebe says it can make a path, but who would wish to follow a path that an awurebe makes?" So an Bay is basically um, black ants. And we know how black ants, they come together in groups and they form a straight line. Sometimes, not, not always a straight line, but a clearly distinct path, maybe from where they live to where the source of food is or whatever it is they are trying to do. So imagine these ants now saying they can make a path and people should follow them. Clearly, no one wants to even go where a black ants are heading to. It's not always going to end well. So basically this means we shouldn't offer our services where our abilities are inadequate. So it means can says it can make a path but then who would wish to follow a path that Aurebe makes? So in other words, there are people who believe they can do something but then they don't necessarily have the abilities or the capabilities to do these things so it it again ties into this episode's theme of self-awareness the ability to know what we are able to do what we are able to maybe do not so well and so on because that would go a long way in making um making us presentable or valuable so Auribe ni, no. Ta ni no Aurebe. Aurebe says he can make a path, but then who would wish to follow a path that Awarebi makes? So the last proverb I have for this episode says Aya Yo So Aya is basically the colobus monkey. And then the colobus monkey ate its fill one day and then asked that his front teeth be knocked out the colobus monkey ate its fill one day and asked that his front teeth be knocked out. so the colobus monkey is native to Africa and they are this, um they are usually black and white in color they have this pronounced Fronties, um, sharp in canines, um, basically to eat all kinds of things. They eat fruits, vegetables, the bark of trees, and so on. And they are known to be heavy eaters. So they eat up to about three hours a day on average, which is high for monkeys and even animals in general. So in a day, they spend considerable amount of time on on trees because they just basically swing from one branch to another and then they they sleep a lot and then they eat a lot. So this monkey is now used as a proverb saying the monkey ate its fill one day because it ate so much. This monkey after eating so much and getting so filled now says they should knock his front teeth out because he thinks he would never have to eat again. So there's no use for its sharp canines. So therefore, remove it. So this is a deep proverb that basically means excessive happiness can lead to costly mistakes. And there's this popular saying that goes, we shouldn't make major decisions during extreme emotions. So like when you're too angry or too sad or too happy or whatever the extreme of The emotion is we should, that shouldn't be when we make major decisions. So, in the case of this colobus monkey, he got too full and realized maybe I would never have to eat again and I'll just stay full like this forever and ever. But no, unfortunately, he asked that his front teeth be knocked out and then nothing to use to eat henceforth, which basically means the monkey is about to starve to death. So again, we shouldn't make major decisions during instances of extreme emotions. Too happy, too sad, too angry, ETC. The colobus monkey ate its field one day and asked that his front teeth be knocked out. So that's all I have for this episode 28 of the Yoruba Proverbs podcast. Thanks for listening. The Yoruba Proverbs podcast is produced by Sunshine Media in association with Aloe Productions. Audio engineering and graphic design by Bidemi Ologunde, senior producer Bidemi Ologunde, executive producers Olu Falari and Tobulaba Ologunde. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the Yoruba Proverbs podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please share the show with anyone that you think might benefit from it. For questions, comments, or any suggestions, please send an email to bdmi at bdmiologanday.com. Please remember to leave a review for the podcast if you find it valuable and your platform allows you to do so. Thank you for your time. See you on the next episode. Bye for now.